0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the MLB Extras Kansas City Royals podcast. I'm Anthony Castrovince joined as I am each and every week by Jeffrey Flanagan and Jeffrey, the big thing going on in MLB this week is the non tender deadline at eight o'clock Eastern time on Friday. And the Royals don't have a ton of arbitration eligible players this year. Jesse Hahn, Chesler Cuthbert, Brian Flynn. Uh, are there only three, any non tender candidates among them?
1: Yeah, they, uh, they took care of business a little bit about a month ago by, uh, basically outriding, uh, Nate Carnes and Paulo Orlando. Um, and so, uh, those guys would have been arbitration eligible. <clears throat> they're not now. And really the, the three they have left, um, you know, the club officials I've talked to, they're not really sweating this one out because financially, uh, even if these guys went to arbitration, it wouldn't be a big hit. Uh, Jesse Hahn's coming off uh, surgery, of course, and he's probably gonna miss at least half the season. Chester Cuthbert spent almost all of last year uh, in Arizona rehabbing. And Brian Flynn, you know, is a, is a capable, uh, you know, reliever with a bunch of roles uh, in that bullpen. Um, none of them are going to break the bank. So, uh, you know, I, I think they, they're, they're probably starting to rethink uh, Chesler a little bit um, and maybe non-tender him uh, just because they've got Hunter Dozier at third. Um, they've got some other guys in the lower system. Uh he can't stay healthy. Uh to me, if if there's one of the three candidates who probably gets non-tender, it would be him.
0: Well, let's talk about the infield for a second because so there's a headline on Royals.com as we record this that Casey is scouring the market for a backup middle infielder. And that's no knock on you, Jeffrey, but it's just it's funny that, you know, that's the uh that's the free agent <laughs> emphasis right now. Kansas City, that's you know, just the state that the ball club is in. No, no surprises there. But uh what is the yeah. situation in the middle infield right now?
1: Well, yeah, if you look at their roster right now, I mean they're pretty set uh, in the infield. You know, Ryan Hearn, a rookie last year, you know, played really well at first base. Uh, I think they're they're pretty pleased with way Hunter Dozier developed at third. Adalberto Mondesi is emerging as, you know potentially one of the superstars of the game at shortstop. With with Merrifield at second base, you know he led the lead he led the majors in stolen bases and hits. So in the outfield's pretty crowded as it is. Salvi's behind the plate. There really isn't a, a ton of of you know. Going to be free agent activity for right. them. One thing they do need now that Elsies Escobar, uh, you know, left for free agency, obviously, is they don't have a backup shortstop on their roster. Um, and I think that's you know, it's not very sexy, but the, you do have to have one because you know, Mondesi, uh, although he was healthy last year uh, over his career, has shown that you know he he does get hurt occasionally. So you have to have somebody capable back there or, or behind him. Um, and it's not going to be Nicky Lopez um, as much as you know fans probably want to see him emerge. Uh, they don't really want to bring him up uh, from AAA. Uh, he doesn't have to go on the 40-man roster until next fall. And they really don't want to uh, bring him up unless he's going to be a starter. Uh, they're not going to bring him up just to be a backup and sit, you know, on the bench five or six days a week. So that's not the answer. Uh, Roselle Herrera played some shortstop in the minor leagues um, when he was much younger, uh, you know, talking four or five years ago. Hasn't done hardly any of it lately. He could be a guy. He's kind of like Whit Merrifield where you can play outfield and infield, he might be an economic solution for that. And if you look right now on the market, uh, the shortstops that are available, most of them, you know, like Machado and, and Iglesias and those guys, you know, they're starters and, and stars. So it, I'm not sure they're gonna find, you know, the answer there, they may have to do one of Dayton Moore's famous uh, uh, trades, uh, you know, kind of under the radar trades. And uh, other than that, you know, I, I think in terms of free agency and stuff like that, um, they might look for a little bullpen help, but they're really looking internally first. They've got a pretty deep, potentially, rotation next year. I just don't see them making a lot of moves this offseason.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's a, that's where they're at in the competitive spectrum. But, uh, yeah, so nothing nothing sexier than the backup middle infielder search. But, of course, that means you have a couple oh, yeah. of starting middle infielders, which is not bad. And they have two really good ones in yeah. Merrifield. And uh, Mondesi... I'll, and I'll like,
1: be all over that backup store stuff battle. <laughs> you're, you're uh, gonna all crush that.
0: You were going to crush that story, Jeffrey. You'll be working the, the halls at uh, at uh, the Mandalay <laughs> Bay uh, Resort in, in Vegas in a couple weeks. But, yeah, Mondesi's uh, play in the second half probably didn't get enough, you know, attention nationally. It was the smallest sample, of course, but, um, you know, he came a long way in his development, and that showed in the second half.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's a guy that we don't even know the ceiling for him. I mean, he showed tremendous power. You know, he's hitting 420, 430-foot homers from both sides of the plate. Um, Speed-wise, you know, Whit Merrifield's already conceded that he's never going to win another stolen base title with uh, with that guy on his team um, because he, he could be a 70, 80 stolen base guy. You can't throw him out. Um, and defensively, you know, very gifted, strong arm, tremendous range. You know, always gets the comparisons to Francisco Lindor. Uh, and those guys. But um, to be honest, I think he could be even better. Um, he's got that kind of a skill set. So uh, the Royals certainly have that much to look forward to next year.
0: So there was some news this week, uh, Jeffrey, with the Royals hiring former Cardinals manager Mike Matheny to be a special advisor for player development. And uh, of course, you know, when news like this comes out, everybody's immediate thought is oh, is that the uh, manager yep. in waiting? You know, right. for if or when uh, Ned Jost hangs him up. So, what are your thoughts on on Matheny coming to the organization?
1: Yeah, it's really what what Dayton Moore and his staff love to do. They love to get these guys in as special assistants. You know, last year it uh, was Gene Lamont, um, and there was a little bit of speculation that he might be the guy, you know, even even at his age, to to take over for Ned. Uh, Matheny has been rumored for for months basically, and it finally uh, came to fruition uh, this week. Just brings another uh, skill set in intelligence-wise, scouting-wise, to the organization, and and they all of us have felt that they you can't have enough of those types of guys, uh, just offering different perspectives. Um, And coincidentally, yesterday they they picked up a a St. Louis Cardinal who had been DFA'd, uh, right-hander Connor Green. who can, you know, touch a hundred miles an hour. He's obviously had big control problems throughout his, his minor league career, but I'm sure Mike Matheny had some influence in, in, into that decision since he probably saw him in spring training a few times. And um, those are the type of things though, that, that Dayton loves to do. He loves to bring these guys in uh, speculation, of course, is that, you know, he's, he's going to be the manager in waiting. Um, I've, I've kind of steered some fans a little bit away from that. You know, they've got Dale Swain. Uh, they're, they're, bench coach, uh, Pedro Graffal, who's, who's very popular in the organization, uh, two candidates internally right there. I'm not saying Matheny wouldn't be the guy somewhere along the line, but um, I, I think those two guys would get first crack. And the other thing is, you know, Nets coming back for next year, that's for sure. I wouldn't be shocked if he came back in 2020 as well. Um, he does not want to leave until this rebuild has really reached full steam. Um if they have a great year next year and by great I mean, you know, win 75 80 games and he feels like the, the rebuild is, you know, going forward strong enough that he doesn't have to stick around and a new guy can come in, then maybe he steps down. But I I wouldn't be shocked if he came back in 2020. So, if you're waiting for mathini to take over, you might wait a couple of years
0: interesting well maybe brush up on the Matheny manifesto just in case jeffrey because you never know but yeah. <laughs> um, you know we appreciate uh everything mike does uh for for youth sports and and yeah definitely a, a good baseball man um so we had a list jeffrey of 30 uh, rookie of the year candidates one for every team and for the royals it's nicky lopez this is written by our friend uh jonathan mayo uh he pegged nicky lopez as a potential rookie of the year candidate for the Royals the opportunity has to be there of course and you profiled Nicky <laughs> Lopez as well for, for Royals.com so tell us a little bit about him
1: yeah he's um, you know he's got a crate and he's 23 years old um, he's really advancing through the system quickly um, you know a lot of fans and bloggers already think he's major league ready um, and like I mentioned before, that's not going to happen unless he has a starting job and that's not going to happen unless something happens to Mondesi or, or Whit Merrifield, you know, maybe, you know, there, there's been a lot of rumors about Whit Merrifield getting traded, uh, at the winter meetings. And, and that's certainly a possibility. I don't think it'll happen, but if it is, then maybe Nick wins the job, uh, in spring training. But as it is right now, he doesn't have to go on the 40, uh, no offense to our buddy, Jonathan, but he doesn't have to go on the 40 till next fall. Mm-hmm. So for him to be rookie of the year, um, a lot of things would have to fall in place. Um, they've got some other candidates uh, internally that if they just want to have a backup shortstop or backup second bases. Uh, Humberto Arteaga is another guy that's not on the 40 right now, but, you know, that could be alleviated that spring. Uh, but and, and getting back to Nicky, he, he, he's certainly a talented guy. He's got a strong arm. They feel like uh, he's almost as good as as Monesty at shortstop defensively. Um, and he's you know developed uh, some upper body strength and, the, and a little bit of pop in his bat um, they're very high on him look he's,
0: he's gonna play middle infield someday for the royals soon no doubt all right he's on the royals beat and he's on the backup middle infielder beat jeffrey <laughs> thanks for doing this as always
1: thanks anthony